Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today we have... Uh, Holly, who is sitting beside me. We are in the uh, truck and we are on our way to the the nail spa, right, Holly? Yes, Holly is having his nails trimmed today. Uh, So you might hear an occasional hello. Hello. Hello, Holly. You want to say hello? Nope. Never on demand. Nope. (laughs) Okay, so today's topic. Hello. Yep, there you go. (laughs) Is, um, okay, um, let's say you uh how you see things how you see things in the art world um why is it that two people can sit down in front of a pile of papers to create a book or a journal and they create completely different things where where is the difference created um why is i I find it as um, as simple and as basic as just sitting down and playing with scraps and seeing how different people put together things. Um, I have been able to see how other people play with their scraps, and it's amazing because I'll think, oh, put this there, and they do something different, and I think, oh, that was so much better. <laughs> what, a, what a much better choice. Um, or sometimes if I'll play with scraps and I record it, I get feedback from you guys saying, oh yeah, I really loved that, but when you did that, nope, that was, that was uh, too much, or you lost it, or whatever. And it's, it's so interesting because we all have different artistic filters and I'm not talking about just whether you like the art or not or whether you know you think it's good or not because that's just a personal choice we, we all have different um, opinions on art um, but the way we put things together and the choices that we make what is that all based on is that all based on our history our upbringing or who we were exposed to as we were learning art maybe um, we have old tapes or old um, um, doctrine, I might say, even running through our minds as to where things should be placed, how things should be done, how things should be put. Um, It's very interesting when you look at people who've been formally trained in art versus folks who have had zero training and have um, taught themselves and you put them, you know, in front of a canvas with some color and you see what they do and um, everybody will still come up with something Oh, little whistle pants. Are you Mr. Whistle Pants? Are you so excited we're going to the spa? Sorry, I may have to. Yeah, he loves his own name. <laughs> Hi, Holly Bear. We were all talkative. Hello. Hello. Okay, well, we might have a lot of that going on right now because um, he's out of his natural little environment and we're in the car. And the only place he goes in the car pretty much is to the nail spa, right? Yeah. So he's he's actually not stressed, though. I'm very happy about that. He's just, just talking. But yeah, it's very interesting how we all come up with different things. And, you know, let's just say when we were little, we had our box of crayons and our paper and off we went. And as most moms know, all the pictures came out different, no matter which kid drew them with the 
box of crayons and the paper. It all came out different. And I don't know, do kids even play with crayons and paper anymore? Or is everything online and, and nobody uses their hands to draw or paint anymore? I don't know. I don't know what's normal. But, um, um, you know, um, it's interesting. I, I was kind of contemplating this, where this all stems from. And you have to toss emotions in there, too. Let's say we're having a happy day or we're having a depressed day or we're having a, um, a, like maybe a curiosity day. Maybe we're really into mystery and suspense that day and we're just like, oh, this would be really cool. So maybe that's going to guide or um, dictate which direction we go with our art, with our journals, with our scraps, with which colors we choose, something like that. And, uh, is it good to amplify that to like, let's say you're having a blue day and you're just like, Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to play with some papers and see if I can shake this, this blue funk off. Do you go deeper into the blue? Maybe do you grab more blues and, and darks and browns and whatever, you know, representative to blue to you. Um, or do you try and pull yourself out of it by going to the pastels and the pinks and the, and the yellows and oranges and, and, uh, colors that, um, are generally associated with lighter, happier, livelier. And there's no good or bad color. I'm just saying that um, I wonder, do we follow our emotions or do we try and take a step into a different place and choose differently? And I think everything exists. Um, so Holly, what do you think? If you were put in front of a pile of colors, what would you pick? Gray? Really? He's an African gray. Of course, he would pick, he would pick gray. Are you a little biased? There's nothing wrong. No, and gray, I think gray is a color. Is it? Okay, let's get into the whole absence or presence of light de debate. Um, the black is the absence of light. White is the presence of light, full light. But the full white light contains the spectrum of all the other colors. I guess that's scientifically the way it works. But, um, um, you know, I, I'm sure if they just, if they, if they focused on the black, the absence of light. There might be other spectrums in there we don't know about. Who knows? Who knows? I'm going off on a completely wild tangent here with that one. But um, anyway, back to junk journals. Um, so yeah, so sometimes sitting down and facing, I don't want to say facing the ominous task of every time you turn a page in your junk journal, there's a blank canvas and uh, you are called to task to create again. And, um, or you leap to the opportunity to create again, which uh, I like to think of it that way. Um, sometimes if you're making a journal, you can approach it different ways when you're trying to stimulate your own creativity. Um, some of the different ways to approach creating the journal are the front to back approach. I create my journal. I have my signatures installed into the cover or, or even before, maybe you have, you don't have to have them installed, uh, or in place. Um, some people like to create <clears throat> all their artwork, all their little intricate flips and tucks and, and pockets and everything before onto their pages before they insert them. I tend to make my journal with the signatures pages inserted, and then I decorate, um, no right or wrong way, just different ways to approach it. But there's the front to back approach. Nothing wrong with it. All, all approaches are fine here. We welcome all approaches. And, um, um, but sometimes I've found personally that my real rhythm, my role, when I really get the feel of the journal comes out after I've done about five or 10 pages. So 
sometimes I will intersperse where I put the pages initially to get the rhythm and to get the feel of the journal, which often sort of creates itself as I go, even though I have all these grand ideas in mind, it just sort of finds its way. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's the kind of journal I'm making right now. And then I will go and introduce myself to the first page and say, hello, first page, how are you? What do you feel like? Um, how do you feel like being expressed today? Are you going to have lots of pockets and tucks and flips and all sorts of cool things tuck, uh, stuck to you? Or are you going to uh, be more muted and neutral and soft and, and welcoming for lots of journal writing and things like that? And uh, so I'll have a little talk to that first page. And, and when I feel I'm ready and not before I will go do the first page the first page and the uh, inside cover and the last page and the inside cover are kind of um, for me little markers in the journal like beginnings and ends um, kind of uh, introductions and completions uh, putting a little pin in it at the end not literally but you could um, to kind of finalize the feeling of the journal um, then there is the hopscotch approach where you kind of land anywhere in the journal to start. This would be another uh, way to decorate a journal. Start anywhere and just randomly bounce back and forth. And you just decorate. And you never feel obligated to go to the first page at any time. Maybe you don't even decorate the first page. Maybe you just um, bounce around randomly and there's no structure to it. You just go with whatever your creative urges are calling you to go in that direction. Um, and you find your way. Now there's the every third page approach. This is a more um, organized, systematic, left brain way of doing it. I'm going to decorate every third page. So my number one, my journal doesn't get too bulky. Number two, I leave lots of writing room. So if a person actually wants to journal, journal in the journal, they can do that. Uh, but if you're creating more of a lookbook um, and you still want to do every third page, maybe you're doing like heavier items on those pages, pockets, tucks, flips, envelopes, extra little things, extra little booklets tucked in, things like that. Or um, you maybe only rubber stamp the um, uh, the other pages so they don't bulk up. And, or you just put a sticker or um, maybe you draw something or paint something on those pages so they don't bulk up on you. Um, that's another way to approach it. Now, um, if you're going to be sewing in your journals, uh, sometimes the easiest thing to do is to sew on your embellishments before you put them in your journals. And that way it's, they're very easy to maneuver in your sewing machine. They're easy to turn if you have to make a turn, that type of thing. Or, or if you are, um, uh, you can actually sew the pages. Those are often sewn more easily before you put them and assemble them into your signatures and then into your journal. But I have many times sewn a page trim, let's say on a, a right side page down the edge, and I'll put the whole book in. I'll have to like bend the book backwards and get it to go. Uh, if I have to do it on the left, I have to turn everything upside down and then put it through that way. So if I'm going to do something like that, I generally try and do it on the pages before I assemble the signatures and put them in the, in the uh, book. But um, I find it much easier to sew the embellishments at will. I mean, you're just making the embellishment and you think to yourself, oh, that would be really cute or uh, that would just be such a nice little touch if I sewed that right there. And um, um, then I tend to glue the embellishments onto the page. Now, 
you can technically technically sew the embellishment onto the page. Um, the one caveat with that is that when you turn the page over, you're going to have these sew marks on the back of the page. So that can either work into your design or it can muddle something. So just be aware of that when you're doing that. And uh, um, what do you think, Holly? Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah? You're making little squeak noises? You're so excited to go to the spa? Me too. I'm very excited to take you. Um, his nails are really sharp right now. And uh, um, it's going to be a lot easier on Papa because when he takes you up to his office, you're going to have nice, comfy feet. Yep. All right. There we go. He's going to get his little wings trimmed a little bit too so um, he can have more outie time. Yep. Yep. So um, that is one perspective on like different ways to take yourself through a journal and different approaches to take through it and how just your approach can change how you see things which in turn can change where your creativity goes so i encourage you if you always do it a certain when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply way try a different way try to see the different ways that are out there maybe um just being exposed to alternative ways of of journal assemblage can help you boost your creative juices by just thinking huh i mean here's a great one you don't need a spine you don't need anything on the back of the journal you can just have the front cover and the back cover and there are ways to sew a journal together without actually having a spine um uh, there's lots of videos out there on that. I will attempt to demonstrate a few of these as soon as I figure them out. <laughs> I have done it before, um, but it's been a long time, so I would like to try that again because I think it's a really cool look. And um, uh, so try and like throw conventional out the window. Maybe learn conventional first so you have a launching pad where you can start from. What's that little squeak? You're like so excited to get me in there. <clears throat> we have a few minutes, so relax. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we have we have bird back top. Oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me bring you closer. Okay. But, uh, yes, so you can throw uh, general convention right out the window. Learn general convention. There's value in learning general convention, I, I think. Then throw it right out the window and have some fun. Yeah, I mean, most of our lives, I don't know. I think most of our lives we spend learning the way things should be done or we think should be done. Um, we follow the rules. We do all this. We do all that. Everything's very structured uh, so we don't fall off a cliff. <clears throat> but then somewhere deep down, we just want to take a peek over that cliff and see what's there because there may be something wonderful like a beautiful sparkling pool that beckons to be uh, jumped into with a gorgeous waterfall and beautiful foliage and plants. And next thing you know, you're plucking the plants and you're using them as stencils or you're, you're using your paper punches and punching out cute little plant shape uh, or little shapes from the leaves. I got to do that again. That was so much fun. Um, and I also have to make, okay. So remember this, this is a very important tip. If you punch out stuff or you use a leaf that's dried up and curled up, you can soak it in water and it'll flatten out again. Relax, 
just uh, put it between some papers or some tea towels or something and put a book on it. It'll be nice and flat so you can put it in your journal. And these kind of things you could put, you could glue them into your journal. They, they actually survive quite well. I mean, unless somebody's actually, you know, throwing the journal around like a football, um, these things tend to stay intact. Um, and uh, you can also put them in a little glassine bag inside the journal so somebody can pull. Oh, hello. Yep, that was the parrot. Um, <laughs> uh, so also, uh, they can take them out and touch them and feel them and look. The- yeah, you're getting excited about this too. You would like to help us punch our leaves. Oh, Holly says yes, you would like to help us punch because you have a very, yes, sharp beak. You could do that. Maybe we'll do some specific... I don't want you to eat toxic leaves, and I don't know which ones are toxic to you, Holly, so maybe we'll, we'll, we'll pass on that one. But, uh, yeah, I think that um, there's a lot of fun that you can have once you veer off the conventional path. Okay, there can be fun on the conventional path, too. Let's face it, the conventional path was created because a lot of people did something, and they said to themselves at one point, hey, this is a good way to do this. If we all just did it this way you know, we'll be fine. And so there was a lot of effort and energy and time and money put into developing these conventional paths. And there's a lot of um, valuable juice in there. I mean, we all don't know what we don't know, right? What do they say? You know what you know, you know, you know what you don't know, but you don't know what you don't know. And that's where all the, 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 the joy and the power and the passion and the glory and all of that can live right in that little space of what we don't know, we don't know. And if you never know, if you don't know it, and you're never exposed to it, or you never allow yourself to go there. I have a lot of people say that they're struggling with perfectionism or um, obsessive compulsive tendencies, where they <clears throat> they feel they have to do something a certain way, or or they're thrown off kilter, or they're thrown off base. Um, I say, do whatever brings you joy. Do whatever makes your heart sing. Nothing is going to work the same for everybody, and let's just honor that and understand that and that's that's fine but consider a dabble you know what I mean consider a dabble and and um, sometimes what we see as an imperfection another will see as perfection so it's very very hard to assume what somebody else is going to see as creative as wonderful um, so really really when it all boils down to it The only one you can truly, truly please is yourself because you only know whether you truly like it or not. And even when you give a journal as a gift, you have to relinquish all power over that journal once you let it go and the recipient receives it. And you're hoping, you know, Sister Sally loves the gorgeous journal that you created for you, for her maybe the sewing journal or the Harry Potter journal or whatever it is. But really, we have no control over what Sally thinks. And we just hope that Sally likes it. And um, Sally may like it a lot more than we think she's going to like it. Or she may not like it that much, but tell you she likes it because she's your sister. You know what I mean? But um, so what I'm saying is it's that important that you have that much fun while you're making your journal because you have absolutely no control over what happens to it after you release it into the universe. So make fun paramount. Make enjoyment paramount. Make sure you're having a good time at it. It's okay to have struggle and it's okay to say, okay, you personally want to say, I would like to take that to a new level. I would like to learn some new skills. I would like to Um, maybe color this purple 
and because I originally did it orange and I don't like it orange, go for it. I mean, take the whole journal and dip it in a tea bag. I mean, you know, do what you got to do to have your crazy moment. And, and you can always figure it all out later. Um, but uh, I really want you to feel the joy of baking a book and how much fun it can be just for you. And then if you choose to keep it, awesome. There's nothing wrong with keeping your journals. They are your babies. You have created these some things from nothings and that is awesome. And it's not greedy or or anything like that to keep your journals. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I find great value in looking back at my old journals because it's a historical walk through what I learned along the way. And it's also a reminder of, oh my gosh, I forgot about doing this or doing that or these techniques or that type of thing. Because we advance as we go. We can't help it. We, we uh, uh, try and um, maybe replicate or duplicate something we made before, but we're always going to take a little nuance, a little something in a little different direction that, that uh, just poof, all of a sudden, and that can take you down um, a little path that you've never been before, and all of a sudden the entire thing looks different. So um, enjoy the journey, enjoy the experience, and then like a little butterfly on your hand when it comes time to release that journal into the universe, you just wish it well and uh, hope it serves its purpose, bringing joy and happiness and um, fun and peace and maybe journaling space or maybe um, lookbook explorative experiences for others, little adventures that maybe they may or not have had, but they're all it's all good. So I hope you're having fun out there and um, uh, put fun on the priority list, have some fun. And um, Holly, it's time to go. Time to go to the spa. We wish you all well, and we can't wait to talk to you again. And uh, thank you so much for hanging out here and, and spending time together with us. And we will talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>